Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Mindset Moments with me, MC. Now, I need to say straight up, this episode is a little bit different from my other episodes in that I don't have a simple process we can skip through. I don't have any answers today, as it's something raw and real that I'm working through myself too. And it's this concept of moving between womanhood and motherhood. I know that some men listening will think, oh, this episode isn't for me. Am I going to sit this one out? But I actually recommend that you do listen because I really need you to hear this message. This episode will also very briefly touch on fertility and pregnancy loss. So if that's something close to your heart, feel free to sit it out if it doesn't feel right for you. I actually had a whole other episode planned out, but I just had this real need or this urge to bring this topic into general discussion. In particular, I want to share a new word with you all that I've recently learned. Matrescence. And I hope I'm saying it right. Have any of you heard of that? Are you familiar with it? Because I wasn't. But you know the way we have this word adolescence to describe the changes we go through in our teenage years? Well, this word, matrescence, was coined back in the 1970s by anthropologist Dana Raphael to describe the transition we go through in our quest to have children. And Dana felt that Western medicine failed to really recognise this huge phase of life and that very little attention was given to the impact on women's identity as we navigate whether to have children or not. And when you think about it, it's pretty wild that this term isn't part of our common language especially considering 50% of the population go through this huge physical and emotional transition, whether they become mothers or not. It's a huge part of womanhood and our identity. Now, when I first heard this term, I couldn't help but reflect on my own experience. I guess growing up, I always had this naive notion that I would be married and settled down by my late 20s and I'd have a squad of children around me. But that wasn't the way things played out for me. The whole idea of having children remained very important to me and still is, but it just quietly bubbled in the background through most of my 20s and a lot of my 30s. It really was only three years ago, when I was 35, that I had this huge realisation about my situation and the possibility of having children. I remember it like so clearly because I'd been at a festival and I was in this large group where I wouldn't have known everyone and you know what festivals are like, you become besties or just strangers. Anyway, I was chatting with this girl who was a lot younger than me. I can't even remember how the conversation came up, but she passed this comment saying, oh my gosh, you're such a primary school teacher. I can just imagine you with your own children. You'll be like the Von Trapp family, you know, from The Sound of Music that movie, and we all just laughed at the time. Anyway, this comment came back into my mind a few weeks later and it all of a sudden dawned on me. I was like, I'm 35, I'm single, maybe this isn't going to happen for me. And even if I am lucky to have a child, my dreams of having a mini soccer team around me and this big family are pretty dismal, like it's slowly dwindling away. And I had grown up with this idea of being a mom in a big family, just like the one I'd grown up in. So I sat there in my bedroom crying because it was almost like I was trying to process a loss. And at the time, I had one or two friends suggest, you know, that I could go down the motherhood road on my own. And then though, although I wasn't ready at that time, I did start to think about maybe exploring my options, but it felt 
really scary to even consider that path. And I know there'll be people listening to this who are working through this stage and I get it. It can be a really isolating place. Personally, I suppressed it because it was too painful to dig into and I kind of felt like I'd somehow failed. And then, of course, what do you do when that path doesn't seem to be unfolding, you know, the way you want it? I just thought, well, maybe I'll become a career woman. Now, three and a half years later, and I'm very grateful to have met a partner who also wants children. However, my journey to motherhood continues to throw curveballs. Unfortunately, I've yet to become a mother. I've experienced pregnancy loss twice in the last 18 months. And it's felt really unfair at times and it's been hard to put on, you know, the positive poly hat. But I'm really hopeful for what 2023 will bring. I share this not for sympathy, but maybe just to help normalise the challenges of this stage of life. Because we live in this Instagrammable world, which is totally fake. Because yes, we get to experience, you know, great highs and wonderful moments. But there's also lots of setbacks and uphill moments. But I guess that's the beauty of being alive, this contrast of darkness and light. Now, this is just my experience, but I know that so many women have to work through a lot of physical and emotional challenges as part of this transition. And this is why I really wanted to dedicate an episode to the women in my world. Most importantly, I wanted to raise awareness and the profile of this word matrescence because I've yet to know a woman that it doesn't impact. The women who have children, the women who are trying to get pregnant, the women who can't have children, the women who've decided they don't want children, the women who are doing it solo, and then those women who are unsure what is right for them right now. So you can probably tell I've spent a lot of time reflecting on this and I've got a few realisations I'd love to share. So firstly, so much work and energy goes into gender equality in the workplace and getting equal pay, etc. And this is extremely important. I 100% back that. But I have started to wonder whether equal pay is just one level of it. Like what about equity? Because when you get really simple about it, about it, Those of us with the female reproductive system, for the most part, we grow the future populations, as in the human race needs us for that task. That's huge. And yet, here in Australia, lots of my friends work for companies that don't provide any maternity leave. So that's the value that these companies place on this mind-blowing task that a female body can possibly do. And recently I've been wondering if the male reproductive system was responsible for growing a baby for nine months, how different would the world operate? What systems would be in place to support them and ensure ensure they're rewarded for this mammoth task? And, And I'm not here to bash a certain group of society at all. But it is worth pointing out that most of the systems we have to navigate have been designed by men, for men, and to support their function in society. And the hilarious fact is that as I type these ideas into my usual Google Doc, it keeps saying that it doesn't recognise the word matrescence, doesn't recognise this transition, this scientific word. Doesn't that just tell you everything? 
The other thing I've been considering is the time and energy that goes into navigating this transition. For me personally, it's something I've given a lot of energy to in the last 18 months, two years, but it's been something I've probably thought about since I've been in my mid-20s. Subconsciously, I know it has definitely impacted choices I've made over the years about my career or about certain relationships that I've stayed in or ended. So even though it might not be my primary focus all the time, you know, like I'm not obsessing on it, you know, all the time, I have been considering this transition for 13 years and counting. Like that's a hell of a lot of energy and time. But as a society, we don't acknowledge this. Instead, it's almost like we're constantly judged and assessed for what we have or haven't achieved. And how often have you heard someone comment and say, oh gosh, you know, so-and-so has bounced back quickly after having their baby? As if there was some type of basketball. And like, when you think about it, the reality is they've actually pushed the equivalent of a basketball out of their body and grown that. So the judgment is just relentless. I've also realised it's such an individual experience. Everyone I know has their own personal story. So it's impossible to categorise this matrescence phase into a nice neat checklist or get one simple solution that would sort it all out. And let's be real, our society likes to keep things streamlined, efficient and it's all very process driven. But chat with anyone trying to navigate womanhood and then into motherhood, and they'll tell you, it's such a messy narrative, one that's filled with lots of beautiful moments, but also lots of challenges and darkness. As I said at the start of this podcast today, I don't have any answers or any snazzy tool to use, but I just wanted to highlight this unique stage of human development that directly impacts nearly 4 billion people on our planet. So isn't it crazy that this concept of matrescence isn't part of our everyday language? For anyone listening who's trying to navigate this transition, whatever stage you might be at, I hear you. I know it's hard at times trying to figure it out, but please just know you're not alone. And for those who've moved on from this stage and are in the next stage of life, the world needs to hear your wisdom and insights. For a long time, women have been seen as less than or second class citizens. And in some parts of the world, this still is the case. Wouldn't it be so amazing if we started to flip this narrative on its head and celebrate the wonder and magic of women and what they bring to the world? Because without us humanity would cease to exist. That's pretty amazing when you think about it. And this is where I leave you. Until next time, take care. Mm -hmm.